okay, so in in kind of practical terms, what what is Black People Talk? Because I know you set up um, a peer support group. You know, this was something that you you set up, and as you said before, um, it was something that very much you know it wasn't particularly organized. There wasn't a, an intentional structure in mind, but you had found the sharing of voices and that space for people to share their experiences was really empowering and was really great to kind of hear that kind of shared struggle as well as hear, hear about shared victories amongst each other as well. Mm -hmm. But I guess, how has that kind of developed and moved on um, from, from that starting point? Yeah, so um, I met my, uh, I met, basically I met Yannick who was running similar, similar story um, and he was running a group called Black Men and Women Talk at Bristol, which he set up. Um, and that was a very similar space in terms of um, for Black university students to kind of get that sense of belonging and get peer support. So we basically met in 2019 and shared our stories, shared our journeys and realised we were basically kind of working towards the same kind of goal and had a shared similar interest in um, supporting Black university student mental health. So we set up Black students talk, basically. Um, so in terms of your question, it being what Black students talk is and... Yeah, involved, just to find yeah. out. So I guess in, in describing it, for those that don't hmm. really know about it, I know in essence it's peer support, but I guess hmm. what what could you kind of um, expect from attending a session? How What's kind of like the format? Um, what for those that are wanting to kind of engage or get involved, what, what could they expect from from Black People Talk session? Cool. So, yeah, Black Students Talk, it's a uh, mental health and well-being peer support group. And it's God, like it's literally set up and ran by Black University students. So the content itself is designed from um, speaking um, to Black University students and finding out what's important for, for them as part of the Black Student Wellbeing Study, also just informal speaking, um, just like speaking groups or just, you know, experimental knowledge on what affects Black University students. It's also based on um, the, the people who attend the groups and what they found useful and what they didn't find useful. And the groups themselves are... So we've got like a range of topics. So it ranges from depression and anxiety, stress, um, but also like racial, like race-based trauma, grief um, and loss, motivation, identity, um, really broad, yeah. body image, very broad, mm. um, just kind of encapsulating some of the things that will affect black students and also some things that will just affect us as students in general. And the groups themselves are run by uh, black university students. So they facilitate the groups and they're paid. And Yannick and I thought it was really important for the facilitators themselves to be paid because um, we've done it ourselves. And it's it's incredibly tough to kind of hold a space that um, is a space for healing, but is also a space to kind of allow for um, discussions around trauma. So that's the reason why the facilitators are paid and they're also trained by us um, to kind of, they're kind of given an introduction around um, some of the findings of the Black Student Wellbeing Study and also 
um, just ways to facilitate conversations and um, how to kind of create that safe and brave space. And they run the groups. And what happens is at the beginning, people, people come along, they sign up to the group and um, there's a group agreement where everyone kind of agrees on what they want the space to be. So the usual things around um, making sure that everyone respects the fact that we're not all the same, you know, we, as um, we, we're not all the same. And I think that's something to definitely clarify. Um, you know, we all have, um, we all have um, different stories and different journeys that have brought us, brought us to Black Students Talk. And so just kind of allowing that, um, ensuring that everyone's kind of respecting that space and um, things like uh, confidentiality and anonymity um, to the usual. And then what we do is we introduce a topic. So we introduce some like current research or models or um, um, frameworks or understanding of a specific topic from a psychological perspective. Um, and then we give the students an opportunity to go out into little breakout rooms and discuss that with their groups to kind of allow for um, kind of a space for them to be able to kind of get to know each other sure. and also sure. allow them to, um, uh, discuss in a way that feels a little bit less scary and yeah. more safe and then we kind of open it up to a wider group and we have set questions around the topic and how the topic affects us as black students so yeah. that's the structure of black students talk wow that's brilliant I, I really love the way that it's so open-ended as well in a way so you're not very what I'm getting from you, although I appreciate there will be a structure to the sessions, but you're not kind of really, you know, people don't feel kind of shackled or, the, or their hands are tied to having to do a certain dance, you know, in the yeah. session. It's very open-ended in terms of the content, the topics. I'd assume maybe different people might attend at different points across yeah. that journey as well. So not everybody will be there at every session, but maybe there's opportunities for people to kind of dip in, kind of dip out as part of that. There's quite, there's something really organic, but the thing I'm really getting from you, Nakasi, is privileging the, that space for mm. uh, minoritized people to kind of, particularly black students, to be able to kind of speak into that space and creating that. And that's something that, that comes across really strongly. Um, yeah. And, and I, I just wondered what, because I know you've spoken about um, the Black Student Wellbeing Study, which obviously dovetails with your own research. So this might be a good opportunity to find out a bit more about that study. I, I love the way you're connecting that, the two actually, <laughs> how you're using obviously yeah. some of the findings so far to inform what's happening live. So that's kind of like yeah. real action, kind of active research. And I, and I love that, um, applying yeah. it in the moment. But um, let's find out a bit more about um, the Black Student Wellbeing Study. Um, yeah. And yeah, yeah. no, thank you. Thank you. I, uh, I'm, I'm glad that comes across because I, I think as even though I am a, a researcher, I very much I don't feel like I'm a typical researcher in the sense that I, I definitely believe that um, research should be useful and helpful for the population that it's supposed to be serving. Um, and I think it is um, great that um, Black Students Talk is able to then feed into the research as well. So I'm glad that's coming across. Um, but yeah, so the Black Student Wellbeing Study. So um, I'm the research lead for that study. And my supervisors are Professor Stephanie Hatch and Dr. Heidi Lemp and Dr. Nicola Byram at King's. 
Um, and I was really, really, really lucky to be able to get funding from the ESRC to run this, um, this project and be able to collaborate with Student Minds. So they've been great supporters of this, this study. And the study has come about for my own, I will be very honest, it's come about mostly from my own personal experience that I mentioned at the beginning. Um, about struggling with my own mental health and realizing when setting up um, the peer support group that I'm not the only one, but that there was absolutely no resources and no support out there for black university students. There was nothing looking at the, the link between race, racism, mental health inequalities and higher education. And I just thought, you know, this is my whole life experience and it's it's affecting so many people. Um, someone needs to do something about this. So like in 2019, the Office for Students report, I'm not sure if you read it, but it, it, one thing that kind of came out of that report is that, and they said like, quote unquote, that black students with mental health conditions are being failed throughout the student cycle. And I thought that was such a important it was very validating to have that in a report said in such a, a, a you know, a honest and frank way that mm. we are, we are, we are being completely failed throughout the student cycle, but we don't actually know how to address these mental health inequalities. So this study basically, and, and um, also, the aims guess, of it is to give black... Yeah, sorry, Nakasa, but also, I guess, and also the narratives and people's stories are missing from that, that journey as well. It's just something, and I know you're working towards that, but I just thought it was something to, to emphasise the great work that you're doing. But sorry, as you were yeah, saying. Yeah, no, no, thank you. Yeah, and I guess, yeah, literally, that's the, the aim of the project. So it's to give Black students the opportunity to talk about their life events and their experiences that they personally feel can shape their mental health and wellbeing journeys at university. And we want to explore, I guess, um, for maybe less of a personal perspective and more for institutional perspective, we're exploring how institutional and structural racism within UK higher education systems shape the mental health and well-being experiences and outcomes of university students. And I'm doing that by talking to students and allowing them the space to basically talk at me for two hours about um, their mental health journeys. So I've spoken to 22 students who have attended or recently attended um, 10 universities in the UK. Um, and it's been such a beautiful journey. Like I absolutely admire, appreciate and adore every single person who I've spoken to because they've just been able to share, um, they've been able to share things that um, a lot of them have said they'd never shared before. It's been a lot of tears. It's been a lot of kind of um, discovery in, in those spaces. And I just think it's just incredibly sad um, that a lot of them have kind of spoken about the fact that they've never been asked about their mental health as a Black person, as a Black student. Um, but it's also very important. I feel very privileged, I guess, to be able to be part of that process. So um, I'm currently doing um, a, a qualitative analysis on those um, interviews to capture and examine the experiences at all stages of the university cycle. Um, so uh, the question that I ask is, I. I asked them to talk to me about their mental health experiences at university, but I asked them to start from a point which they think is the most um, valuable or meaningful for them. So a lot of people start from high school 
and a lot of people kind of go back to um, parental or uh, family kind of generational um, experiences and trauma mm. so there's also something very important that's being captured which is looking at the fact that black university students come into university a lot of them already kind of having to fight um, the education system and how that then affects their educational journey um, so I'm currently doing an analysis to kind of capture um, it's kind of moved away from just capturing the university system and it's kind of capturing the education system as a, as whole, a whole and yeah, yeah. highlighting the higher education system. Um, so the I'm ho what the plan is, is for the write-up and the results of the study to potentially generate a better understanding of Black student mental health experiences within UK higher education and the education system and kind of guide how university and higher education and um, education systems can support Black students and promote mental health awareness amongst the Black community and basically give voices to the Black student community, which is something that's just yeah. not being done. And yeah, 100%. And, and, and I guess based on your, and I know you're in the process, you know, you obviously you need to do your analysis, you need to write up stuff as well, but based on the study so far um, and the peer support angle that you've provided through, you know, obviously Black Student Talk, um, what would you say are some of the themes that are, are starting to emerge for you in terms of what you've seen um, so far? Yeah, no, good question. Um, so I'll probably start off by saying that um, race, racism, of course, um, personal racism, structural racism is a theme that's been interwoven into every single experience um, within every theme. Um, and it very much um, is an, yeah, it, it, it's, it basically shapes a lot of Black university students' experiences at university and also prior to university um, and being brought into the university space as well. Um, another thing that, so I guess I can kind of just, because obviously the study's ongoing, I'll just sure. kind of list, list some of the themes that are kind of coming up or some things yeah. that, are, um, that are coming up that are seeming quite important. But mm. there's um, a theme around religion and the positives and also the negatives of religion and how it affects students' mental health at university. There's a theme around like the strong, strong Black women stereotype and also um, themes around masculinity and hypermasculinity. So there's quite gender specific um, themes that are coming up, coming out from these studies and how it affects Black university students. There's a theme around motherhood and caring responsibilities and family responsibilities um, among Black students and how that affects um, their mental health at university, but also affects um, how they engage with their university studies mm. um, and how it kind of applies that extra pressure. There's a theme around social in, um, isolation and inclusion. That theme is very much linked to racism and belonging and identity. Um, there seems to be quite an entanglement um, with that theme and um, planning to kind of tease that out a little bit more. There's a huge theme on neurodiversity and uh, learning difficulties and um, neurodiversity and learning difficulties being undiagnosed for a very long okay. time and being diagnosed later on in their university journey. And, and um, a lot of students have talk, talked about 
um, the the sheer pain, struggle, clawing their way through university with that undiagnosed neurodiversity, um, how they feel belonging to the black community, having a neurodiversity being neurodiverse and also how they fit into their wider white very white um education system within neurodiversity as well mm. um so that seems to be a massive theme that's coming up and something that i think is really important and thing around colorism. Compounds, Ooh, yeah. sorry and how that i guess that kind of compounds the experience even more yeah. um yeah yeah, yeah wow yeah. wow yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, um, you're gonna go on to talk about colorism. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's the theme around colorism and hairism and looking at um um there's quite, I guess, from what's coming out from the study, it's it's looking at kind of the within the black community and how that affects them, but also looking at um interacting with other students um in their university journey around um their the color of the skin. Yeah. And what stereotypes and how they're treated um, is affected, especially when being in a very white predominant university yeah. and how colorism plays into that. There's a theme around financial hardships and also being um, um, having to provide for for the family and how that affects the, the student and also how. Um, one thing I guess I'm, I'm happy to kind of share this, which is quite interesting, is looking at how um, how as a black university student, there seems to be something that's coming about, uh, coming out about um, university being a way of potentially coming out with the ability to provide for the family and younger siblings and um, external family. Um, and how that potentially okay. affects students who don't do courses or degrees that have a guaranteed professional um, pathway um, and how that affects the student themselves. So, so there's that real emphasis or expectation of as a result, that pressure of as a result of getting this degree, there is an expectation that you are going to be moving into a professional yeah. role or an occupation that will lead to improving economic well-being, economic standards, for yeah. money, income. OK, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And how that I mean, you basically go through your university journey carrying that pressure and that load. Um, and there's also a theme around like being um, feeling invisible, but also being very hyper visible, mm. just existing around the campus. So those are some of the themes. There's quite a few other themes that are coming up, but those are kind of some of the stronger themes and themes that stand out. Um, sure. They've stood out for me. And I guess one thing as well to kind of stress is that there's a, a theme on basically just the how this accumulation of disadvantages, but also advantages, um, depending on um, how you fit within these themes yeah. um, basically affect that that student's mental health and well-being throughout the university cycle sure. so sure as a theme around cumulative adversity yeah definitely and, and I guess from this and I mean there's a lot of themes there there's a lot of stuff that's yeah. coming out that you've, you've spoken about and what you've touched on now I, I know and Nikasi you're not a teacher I know you're not a lecturer and I know this is a part of you know you're engaging with this process and these themes through your research and obviously through the mm -hmm. peer support that yourself and Yannick are providing through um, Black Student Talk. But I wondered, 
space for, for lecturers or academics or those that are kind of listening to our conversation right now, um, are thinking about some of the themes that you've spoken to um, and mentioned. Um, from a kind of teaching angle or perspective, how do you think these themes should or could inform the way that we teach or support our students in the classroom, being aware of some of the struggles and the issues, challenges um, that, that may exist? Mm -hmm. No, that, that's a good question. And um, yeah, I've never, I've never taught, but I'm very privileged to be able to have been in many, many spaces where, um, where I'm kind of speaking to people who are teaching and also mm. I guess just being a student as well I, I've kind of like myself I've been in those spaces where I'm that one black student in the classroom and um, mm. how it feels to be that one black student in the classroom and I definitely have uh, myself I guess I've observed good and and poor teaching practices mm. and things that would have helped me or would have not helped me but I think in terms of going back to the research there's definitely something that's coming about up in the, the interviews and also just in my wider research. So I conducted, a uh, as most PhD students, I conducted a, a, a systematic review on this um, research. And one thing that's kind of coming up from both of those kind of um, studies is looking at the teaching and learning environment and how some of these themes around, you know, um, feeling isolated, um, racism, um, feeling visible and hyper visible, neurodiversity, um, basically, to be honest, all of those different themes, they all, they don't go away the moment you enter the classroom or the teaching mm -hmm. and um, the like the, the, the lecture, they don't, they don't disappear, right? You take all of these, all of those disadvantages, all of those um, uh, prejudices, racism, and um, just harassment, discrimination, all of those things that chip away at Black students' mental health and well-being exist in that classroom as you're teaching them. So one thing that's come, one th thing that's kind of come out from the research is the fact that students wish teachers and lecturers understood that they struggle to engage a lot of students struggle to engage with their learning and their teaching and their their environment because they're coming in with those struggles and difficulties and um, those prevailing issues. And there isn't that understanding. Mm. So when it then inevitably turns up in the classroom, you know, that, that one student who uses the N-word or that one student who kind of um, says something that doesn't, that, that that's quite racist yeah. um, when the teacher doesn't say anything or doesn't do anything or doesn't acknowledge how that can hurt or damage um, someone's mental health that basically adds to the already existing um, I'd probably use I guess the term like just burnout from having to deal with the racism it then means that they feel like they have to dis they feel like they they have to disengage from their learning yeah so there's such a powerful thing that teachers can do which is just to kind of like be those allies to kind yeah. of yeah. you know hold and be very very 
mindful of this the way that you um teach and the, the kind of space and environment that you hold in that classroom because i think the one issue is that um that came up from the um from some of the research is just that knowledge that teachers just don't care about holding that space holding yeah. a comfortable environment and holding a space where race and racism can be talked about so just kind of being able to kind of um, work towards holding that space, whether or not it's like engaging in this kind of um, the work that you're doing or yeah. having more of an awareness of what black university students go through on a day to day and um, reflecting on what as an individual you can do to make your environment that you can control, i.e. the lecture or the classroom or the seminar environment mm. more, more positive. Because I definitely yeah. will say, as an individual, we all have a responsibility of creating an anti-racist um, and mentally healthy university. Yeah. But I, I, I definitely think it's important to kind of um, focus on what you can do within the limits of your your role and yeah. also your the environment that you can control. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, it's really interesting what you're saying in terms of the findings and how that can manifest in the classroom because, or I should say, because what's happening at the moment, um, as, as we're aware, um, you know, why that there is the issue of the degree awarding gap that exists in mm -hmm. higher education. So, you know, as we know, um, black students are not doing as well compared to, let's say, their white counterparts in terms of getting good degree outcomes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this feeds into a whole institutional approach, I guess, you know, so yeah. there is the classroom, but there's also the services um, that yeah. students access, how they're responded to, um, the commitment to individualizing um, that student and being responsive to their needs as well. I think yeah. it's coming across very strongly um, from what you're saying in terms of the themes in your research. But I guess also we acknowledge that this is all a bit, um, this is all very complex stuff as well. And I know mm -hmm. we can't really do it so, um, justice in terms of this small conversation that we're having now, but we can do our part in kind of helping to unpick you know, at the surface and looking at what some of the issues are. And I think definitely yeah. because of our colleagues um, and, and lecturers who may be, um, you know, white allies as well, I think there can be the, the challenge of having the privilege to be able to dip in and dip out of things, you know, yeah. if that makes sense, you know, choosing when to intervene or not to intervene, yeah. because you can just kind of have the privilege to do so. You can, you know, kind of listen in or, or want to take an interest mm. in the student experience, particularly black students' experiences, or choose not to. Um, but I think mm. it's important, as you said, is that we have that responsibility. There is a duty that we 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 take that interest. We have that interest, and that and that is demonstrated. But I think also there is a strong emphasis that there are actually some lecturers that want to be really good allies and recognise these needs, but just don't know how to because having conversations around um, race is particularly challenging, particularly mm -hmm. difficult. Um, people don't want to be seen to make mistakes or get things mm -hmm. wrong or say the wrong thing or be seen as racist. Um, so I think there's a lot of those issues um, that also exist as mm -hmm. well as part I of that process. Yeah. One thing I'd probably say is um, we, recently we were um black students talk and the facilitators at black students talk were invited to 
run a uh, workshop for black for sorry not black staff for um staff from all ethnicities and and races to talk about their um mental health and their ways of working and it was a really valuable space in the sense that staff spoke about their mental health they also spoke mm. about students mental health they spoke about how students mental health affects their mental health they spoke about their we kind of facilitated a conversation um using like the social basis model yeah. to think about their own personal privileges and disadvantages that might affect their mental health but also will affect how they interact with students yeah um and also how another student's identity or privilege or disadvantage will affect how they respond to the student. And it was a really valuable space to be able to, um, I guess, just reflect in an open and honest way, but also to kind of challenge why it is that it might be super difficult to have those conversations about race and racism. Um, and I think unless we kind of hold those spaces for staff members as well as obviously for students. Yeah. Um, but I guess that's already that is being done with Black Students Talk. But as long as we're able to like hold those spaces for staff, that might be a really helpful way to kind of start um, to have those um, those really open, honest conversations. Mm. And it's something we're hoping to, to start um, developing um, in the next academic year, because if we're really looking at a whole university approach which is something that um Yannick and I are very passionate about um though that's something that we kind of need to think about which is staff mental health and also just um staff identity and privileges and disadvantages and how it affects how that feeds into the university system which exists yeah 100 percent and and I and I think that's a great I mean that's exciting that you're embarking on that work as well, because you're right, it's so needed. And I was speaking to another colleague as part of this project I was interviewing, he was speaking very openly about the needs to kind of explore some of those experiences for black and minoritized staff as well, because yeah. um, obviously the struggle is not that dissimilar to that of students and in, in a different way, but the experience of obviously, you know, yeah. racism, structural racism, um, and, and I'm sure that's a whole other conversation in itself <laughs> to, to talk about that. But definitely, I think that is something um, that I, I, yeah, I, I wait for. You know, I'm really excited to hear that you're going to start that work because it sounds very exciting. So yeah. in kind of wrapping up then, Cassie, what would you say, if, you know, in terms of referral points? So for students um, as well, or for lecturers and academics who are listening to this conversation and are thinking, yeah, um, Black Student Talk, well-being, the Black well-being, Student Wellbeing Study, I want to kind of refer students over to this project or to get that support. What What is the process for referral or getting students to access that support? Support. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in terms of Black Student um, Talk, I'll start with that. So we operate on um, using like two models. So we have Black Students Talk that operates within local universities. So the, un the universities basically host Black Students Talk within their university and it's based on the tailored needs of the student population at that university and the facilitators are all you know black students within that specific university um, and what's designed and developed and the content and the topics are all based on what the students 
from that university report they would like to talk about or what affects them so um there's some black students talk um sessions that exist within the universities and i'd probably say for those students who have black students talk at their university it would be really helpful to kind of access that that service just because it's a space where they can kind of connect with students who are um they can relate to because they're at a similar university institute and it's more tailored towards their their, their needs and um and and yeah what they might benefit from to be able to kind of exist and thrive within their whole university journey at that university yeah but there's also the centralized black students talk support groups which is a lot more infrequent um currently we're working um we're doing sessions weekly but that's with the generous funding from black students from yeah. um sorry from student space um by student minds um but that project's only lasting until um the end of july so if students would like to sign up to that if this is something that's coming out before july ends um they can go to www.blackpeopletalk.co.uk and register for sessions there or they can check out our twitter we're regularly on twitter and instagram which is at um wait i i'm so bad into remember this at bpt wellbeing there you go um and there'll be updates on there brilliant no yeah, yeah. would you gonna say something else Nikasi? i was gonna say yeah. yeah i forgot about the black student well-being study terrible yeah. um in terms of the black student well-being study i actually very excitingly recently set up a website which is super super scary and exciting but um it's www.nikasistore.com so I, that's where all my updates on um the black student well-being study and the work that i do um and like just some like opinion pieces or blogs or things like that will brilliant. be so cool yeah. and you just just to double check i take it for participants that's all closed now hasn't it um in terms yeah. of yeah okay right yeah. so at the moment you're just updating people in, in terms of um, preliminary findings and and and, and that process yes well. yeah okay, and cool. planning to produce some resources as well and sure. i guess going into that i forgot to add that as part of black students talk we've developed some psychoeducational resources for black students and also for um for allies for parents for anyone who's just interested in understanding um some of the themes that have come up from the black students talk sessions so they're in little cute little um um like psychoeducational packs that's Brilliant. been written um by a black student and designed by um a black digital artist so Brilliant. Thank you. No, that sounds exciting. Sounds brilliant. I look forward to hearing how the study um, develops and the findings from that, as well as how, you know, obviously the peer support is rolled out as well, because it's very Thanks. much needed. So, Nakasi, thank you so much for your time. Really have appreciated mm, thank your Thank you time. for having me. No problem. No problem. And wishing you the very best. Thank you. Thank you.